Hello, welcome to another episode of A Pastor and His People. I am Pastor Witt here with Pastor Dave Keene. That's right. When are you going to start going by doctor? Uh, probably in glory. Mm. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I, uh, I will only go by doctor in academic sense. Okay, okay. Now, but you're also a reverend? Yes. And you're a pastor. How, how do those three titles work? The, the, the Reverend Dr. David Benson Keene. Mm, That's right. Okay. Sounds impressive. Impressive. Yeah. I don't want to brag. <laughs> <laughs> Pastor Dave's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Especially on the Pastor and People podcast. Or if you're uh, you know, above 80, preacher. Preacher, preacher Dave is fine too. Preacher Dave. I like it. I like it. Well, uh, Preacher Dave, you're in Acts chapter 6, yes. 8 through 15. Um, I'm going to read it and then we're just going to go through it point by point. Yes. It says And Stephen, full of grace and power, was doing great wonders and signs among the people. Then some of those who belonged to the synagogue of the freedmen, as it was called, uh, the Cyrenians and of the Alexandrians and of those from Cilicia and Asia, and rose up and disputed with Stephen, but they could not withstand the wisdom and the spirit with which he was speaking. Then they secretly instigated men who said, We have heard him speak blasphemous words against Moses and God. And they stirred up the people and the elders and the scribes, and they came upon him and seized him and brought him before the council. And they set up false witnesses who said, This man never ceases to speak words against the holy, this holy place and the law. For we have heard him say that this Jesus of Nazareth will destroy this place and will change the customs that Moses delivered to us. And gazing at him, all who sat in the council saw that his face was like the face of an angel. Your first point, God reveals himself through wondrous, uh, of wonders and signs. Uh, verse 8, what was your main point you're trying to draw out there so this was a difficult text for me to teach okay. uh, really because act acts 6 8 to acts like 760 mm-hmm. is really the, the textual unit right that's where i would say okay it's the beginning of him being seized and then people then, then stephen's response to the, mm-hmm. the, the the charges uh obviously we had a bilingual service yesterday mm-hmm. and that was tough to kind of address all of stephen's sermon um you know in the time that we had so I said, okay, let me just kind of frame it. Mm-hmm. So I was trying, I was trying to think, okay, what, what's going on here? Um, so this idea that Jesus is revealing himself, or God's revealing himself through Stephen, and obviously through, through signs and wonders here at the beginning. And I think what largely what's happening in the whole entire book, in terms of what Luke's doing, Luke is saying, okay, how is this progression happening of an increased level of persecution that's happening against the apostles? Mm-hmm. So you have... Them were just, they were arrested and said, hey, stop, stop speaking about Jesus. Just mm-hmm. a warning. Then it was an arrest, and then they were beaten. They were flawed. You know, mm-hmm. 39 lashes minus one, we think. Uh, there's no direct reference to that. So there's an increase in persecution. And now he's being arrested, and eventually he's going to die. Right? So there's this intensity. And then each time it feels like there's a, there's a greater rejection. Okay? Mm-hmm. There's a rejection of, of this. So in the beginning, it was a rejection of just the, um, the, the, the chief priest. Mm-hmm. Then it was the, the chief priest along with his whole entire family and the temple leaders, right? Mm-hmm. Now it's going to be the whole entire council of the Sanhedrin who is going to reject. So it's really like, I think that Luke is trying to show that the, the, the plan has always stayed the same. Mm-hmm. He's going to come to the Jews. He's going to come to God's people, and they're going to reject him, mm-hmm. right? And then, therefore, the gospel is going to spread to Judea and, Judea and Samaria. Because in Acts 8, what do you see? You see a great persecution rose up in Jerusalem, mm-hmm. and then what? People spread to where? Judea and Samaria. It says those yeah. exact words. Why? Well, because it's trying to show that God's kingdom is continuing to advance beyond this thing. So I, yeah. so I think in terms of 
what is God doing in this particular section? He's trying to reveal himself to the Jews so they would see him, right? And he's doing it, I think, three different ways. One, through signs and wonders. We don't know the signs and wonders that, we, that, he, that Stephen was doing, but we can assume mm-hmm. that it was similar to what Peter was doing in the earlier parts of Acts, right? Mm-hmm. And I think I made the point that it's interesting that it's Stephen, not one of the twelve, not the apostles, but just a member of the church, mm-hmm. right? So that all of us are called to use our gifts to help advance the kingdom. Yeah, that's good. Uh, I guess is there, because I mean, uh, John kind of plays this out in, I mean, in, early in his gospel in his uh, introduction, where he talks about he came to his own people, yep. his own people rejected him. I mean, I think when you get to Acts, right, you're just kind of like, okay, well, no, that's terrible. But you think like the whole Old Testament is about God making this people, being patient with them, being kind to them. Uh, okay, judgment brings them back. Judgment brings them back. Sends prophets, sends judges, sends David. You know, it sends all these people, and then finally, the Christ is there, and they kill him. And now he's he's continuing to send people to his own people. And I don't know. I guess just maybe that. I feel like that can kind of get looked over. Yeah. Oh yeah, the Jewish people are rejecting them. It's like, oh yeah, we know that. We've read the New Testament. But when you think about the, all the Old Testament, this is God's people. Yeah. Not all. I mean, thousands of years of just being with them, and all of a sudden, they're just like. No, we're done. Yeah, I, I guess I knew that the Jews always always rejected Jesus. And I think even as I'm going through Acts, I don't realize how significant that is, even in this story. Mm-hmm. Like, as the, the Acts 1-8, the, the, the progression of what's going to happen to us in this book, mm-hmm. they reject him. There's an increase in persecution, just like in the life of Jesus, right? Jesus was, was rejected in small ways, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden he was further, all to the point, point of his death. And it's almost like, uh, what's happening in Stephen, he's the culmination of, of Jesus, right? He, mm-hmm. The way Jesus was treated is the same way his disciples are going to be treated. Right. Because Jesus, the same thing that happened to Jesus happened to Stephen, right? In all those different ways. Mm-hmm. I think that's significant, right? In terms of how Stephen responded, how Jesus responded, I think it's a very clear parallel mm-hmm. that, that Luke is giving us in terms of how the Jews respond to God. Mm-hmm. And so you made this note, right, that uh, because it is Stephen, right, not one of the twelve, that each of us have been given gifts. Is there maybe encouragement, right? Obviously, it's like, you have gifts, use them. But is there any maybe way we should be, someone's at home listening, and like, how should I think about my gifts? How to be using these gifts? Is there a certain thing I should be doing or I shouldn't? Like, how do I, does that make sense? I mean, wisdom and thinking about our own gifts. and Yeah, so I think there's, there's four ways, right, that I would say off the bat, here's how you think about your gifts. One, you ask God, hey, God, what is my gifts? How do you want me to use them? Mm-hmm. Right? How have you wired me? Yeah. Two, um, what do you naturally enjoy, right? What do you naturally enjoy doing? Usually God gives you enjoyment in the things that he's given you to do, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, three, I'd say ask people that are close to you, right? Mm-hmm. And say people that may, may know you well or mm-hmm. your elders and say, okay, how have you think that I'm gifted, mm-hmm. right, to, to do different, to, to serve as church? And then lastly, you just try them out, mm-hmm. right? You say, okay, I, I'm just going to do something for the Lord and, and try, try it out and see if the Lord kind of blesses it. Yeah. You know, like for me, I... I and I never thought that I was going to be a teaching pastor, right? I thought I was going to do missions and evangelism. That's kind of where my heart was. Um, but I taught, and God blessed my ministry. Mm-hmm. Okay, Lord, is this what you want me to do, right? Mm-hmm. So, so I think, like, I wouldn't think that's my, that was my natural bent, but just by doing it, the Lord blessed it. So, so yeah, so I, but I think that someone sitting at home, okay, one is desire to use your gifts, yeah. desire to serve the Lord. Um, and then just figure, okay, how has the Lord wired me? How can I use the gifts that God's given me to mm-hmm. make his name great? Would you say gifts are primarily given for the church? 
Uh, I think that the gifts are primarily given to the church, yes. So how is that played out in the church? Uh, so it says that everyone has given a, um, I'm thinking 1 Corinthians 12, mm -hmm. everyone has received a gift for the common good. The verse I referenced yesterday mm -hmm. was a little bit smaller. It's 1 Peter, right? Mm -hmm. Some, he gives gifts to everybody. Right. Gifts of speaking, gifts of service, those kind of like the, the general general categories. Right. Um, so how is it given in, in the life of the church is you have gifts, right? You use those gifts to serve the body, right? right. So what are your gifts? Your gifts are, are, are teaching, right? So you teach Sunday school class mm -hmm. for our youth and you teach on Wednesday night, you know, so you're using that gift. Your, your gift is also evangelism, right? So you're doing regular evangelism and you're training others on how to do evangelism, mm -hmm. right? So you may have someone who's got the gift of mercy ministry, right? Mm -hmm. Well, they're the ones that are serving at the shelter right mm -hmm. now. Like they just like to serve. They want to use their gifts of hospitality. So they're mm -hmm. trying to make the women who are visiting our, our, our in the gym every night welcomed, right? Mm -hmm. So there's tons of different gifts that people have. Mm -hmm. You should figure out okay, how can I use those gifts? Whether it's hey, God's given me the gift of, of, of encouraging people through music. Well, then use that gift, yeah. you know. But you have to cultivate that gift, right? You have yeah. to figure out okay, how can I use it, rather than just sitting on the gift mm -hmm. and not kind of leaning into it. Right. Yeah, I think it's something you just said kind of really helped me. Like, who's the audience of your gift? Or we say the church, and sometimes that can be overwhelming. Like, how do I do something for the whole church? But in reality, it's like a Sunday school class or the nursery or the women in the gym. You know, I mean, it's kind of like find an, art, uh, an audience to use your gift for and to build them up. Maybe not think of how do I help the whole entire church? Because also, if you help a part of the body, you're helping the whole body, right? If you're bandaging up a foot, you're going to help. The rest of the body. So. I've been thinking about this a lot lately. Okay, the Holy Spirit's always working. You know, we know he's we, we know he's always working, right? Mm -hmm. But I don't think that we often see him working, mm -hmm. right? We just assume he's working, but we're not looking for tangibly, specifically how he's working. Mm -hmm. So I'm always saying, okay, if someone comes to mind more often in a week, mm -hmm. the Holy Spirit's trying to get my attention. Mm -hmm. Focus on him. Reach out to them. Something's going on with him, mm -hmm. right? Um, that happened this past week where the Lord just kind of pressed some of, one of our members on our, on our heart and reached out to them, mm -hmm. and they had a big test coming up medically, mm -hmm. right, um, that they didn't tell anybody about. Mm -hmm. Well, that's the Holy Spirit's leading to me. So I think for you, if you're listening, you know, a lot of the way God wants us to use our gift are people-based. Mm -hmm. He wants us to, to use our gift to serve individuals, not just the church, like mm -hmm. you just said. Um, but if the Lord keeps on pressing something on your heart, mm -hmm. like, hey, think about, hey, there's a, actually you should do children's ministry. Mm -hmm. You should talk to Jenny about doing children's ministry. Hey, there's a need coming up in children's ministry. If the Lord's bringing that to your attention, I lean into that mm -hmm. because that's the Lord by the power of His Holy Spirit saying, "Focus on this. Mm -hmm. Focus on this." He's throwing the signs uh, to you, right? It doesn't always make Him explicitly, but if we're being sensitive to the Spirit, I think He's going to make us uh, yeah. make it clear. That's good. Uh, your second point: God reveals Himself through wisdom and the Spirit. You see that uh, in verse 10, but they could not withstand the wisdom and the spirit with which he was speaking. What were you, I mean, you kind of really talked about Stephen speaking, right, to these men, and they're, you know, this kind of argumentation or kind of pleading with each other. Um, is your main point there trying to draw out, like, this evangelistic effort and how it's not working for Stephen? Uh, no, I think what I was trying to, well, maybe, maybe a little bit. What yeah. I was trying to draw out, so that the beginning, first point is the signs and wonders. God is doing miraculous things through Stephen, mm -hmm. right? These Jews could see these miraculous acts happening right in front of them. Mm -hmm. Oh, this is of God, right? This is very clear that God is doing something here. Mm -hmm. But they reject that, right? Mm -hmm. So then they dispute with him, and they see that he's, he's wise. Mm -hmm. Everything that Stephen's saying, he's being wise. 
Now we can assume that when Stephen is being wisdom here, I didn't even draw this point out. Again, translation had to cut a lot of things out. Right. But I'm assuming that the debates and the refutation that's happening here are happening on the basis of the scriptures, hmm. right? They're probably bringing scripture to him. Mm-hmm. What does the scripture mean? What about this? Because they're synagogue, right? They're coming mm-hmm. from the synagogue. They're coming from a from a Jewish scripture scriptural pers- um, perspective. Um, and he's probably responding to them in the power of the Holy Spirit with Scripture and yeah. reinterpreting Scripture to them, right? And after, <laughs> and after seeing that, you would think, oh, wow, this yeah. is great, right? We see the wonders and works. We see he's a man of wisdom by the Holy Spirit. He's, he knows his Scriptures, yeah. right? But instead of receiving that, they want to kill him, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, it's kind of like, it's very clear he's trying to reveal himself. And yeah. I think what I was trying to draw out here is there's so many times, again, the whole entire passage, right? God's trying to show himself. God's mm-hmm. trying to show himself. God's trying to show himself, but we're suppressing the truth because we love darkness. We mm-hmm. don't really want to listen to God. We don't really want to hear him. We want to do our own thing. Yeah. You know. So we're trying to find ways that we don't have to obey God mm-hmm. because we don't want to. Right? Yeah. So I think that's, what the, that's what's happening here. The Jews don't want to obey God. They mm-hmm. don't want to obey his, his Messiah. Right? Yeah. So they, they are attacking him. Mm-hmm. Right? So here, the first two is kind of like, okay, we see wonders. We're not really sure. We're seeing his wisdom. You'd think by then, mm-hmm. I don't think there's any, maybe anything sinful here. Mm-hmm. But the next thing, what they do, they secretly instigate men against them and bring in false witnesses. Mm-hmm. Well, now they're sinning. They're sinning against God, right, right? Uh, in, in how their response was. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and I think this is just how God works, right? God does miraculous wonders and signs. Why? So that people would listen to our words. Mm-hmm. So if you are a Christian listening to this, you're probably not going to do miraculous wonders and signs, right? You're not going to heal people and all that kind of stuff. Probably. Uh, most likely, right? But you are going to live the changed life, right? And you're going to live with tenderness and compassion and forgiveness. Why do you think that even the national media news, right, will um, highlight when there is a mass tragedy, when a Christian responds with forgiveness? Why do they make a note of that? Because mm-hmm. it's, it's stunning, right? Mm-hmm. It doesn't make sense. It's, it's an empty tomb-like affection. This does not make sense. We must report it. Mm-hmm. And when that happens, then the words of why you're doing this, well, because Jesus Christ died for me, mm-hmm. right? Um, so why are you why are you as a church opening up your uh, your church doors for the homeless? Well, because Jesus Christ died for us. Jesus mm-hmm. Christ came to those who were who were poor and naked and lame and, uh, yeah. to heal them and forgive them. Well, that's what we want to do for others. Yeah, Peter, you know, be ready to make a defense for the hope that's living in you. Yeah, yeah. So I, I think that this is like we we live a life that is honorable, that is godly, that is righteous, mm-hmm. so that people would see our good works, and then when they ask us about it, we tell them the reason why. Mm-hmm. It's because of grace. It's because of Jesus Christ. Is there maybe encouragement here for the person who is evangelizing to the coworker, to the neighbor, and they're not getting the response that they would hope for? Yeah, I mean, it, it happened to Jesus. It happened to, to the, the apostles. It happened to the disciples. Mm-hmm. It's going to happen to us. Yeah. Our goal is not to get the response. Mm-hmm. Our goal is to be faithful, to live a life of righteousness, and to share his word. Mm-hmm. Right, And we have to understand that there's going to be some who reject mm-hmm. and there's going to be some who believe yeah. right you know and sometimes the seeds that are sown lay in the ground until we do mm-hmm. and then spring up mm-hmm. right so we just have to be faithful to, to the charge that God's given us mm-hmm. I mean look at Jeremiah's life right the, all the things that the, the weeping prophet had to deal with in his own life calling Jer- Jerusalem to repentance mm-hmm. Israel the people of Israel to repentance and you know what I think Jeremiah's ministry is still successful why because it's still going mm-hmm it hasn't stopped. Jeremiah is long in the grave, right? Uh, he's now in glory with God. And that the words of Jeremiah 31, right, 30, 31 through 34, 
about the new covenant mm -hmm. are still alive and well. Right? Mm -hmm. His words and his ministry are still going strong. I mean, we read Lamentations Sunday morning. So, oh. Yeah. His I mercies mean, are new every morning. Yeah. yeah. So we need to repeat that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Victor did a fantastic job just, yeah. just meditating on those words. Yeah. You know, praise God. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think um, something for my personal experience with evangelism and the lack of reception I get, my temptation, my heart is to become calloused, right? Become like, you know, I did my job, I was faithful, and that's true and that's good. But I think there's something in us that we don't want to run away from is our heart breaks, right? We're like, ah, oh, I want them to receive this so badly. That should lead us to prayer and this desperate prayer, not a, I did my job, right? I feel like even you see this with Stephen, right? Signs and wonders reject him. Wisdom, they reject him. And even when they're killing him, we're going to see him praying for them, right? There should be something in our hearts of, like, if you're heartbroken over the lack of response or reception to your evangelism, lean into that and take your broken heart to God and continue to plead and pray. Don't, you know, protect your heart. It's okay, like, yeah. When I was um, uh, doing the, 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 the teaching on going into the Lord's Supper, mm -hmm. and I was kind of doing the, you know, the six looks, and I said, look out, and, um, you know, just that when I was writing it, I just like, there's, we hope that the next time we have this meal, mm -hmm. there will be some taken for the first time. Yeah. And, uh, man, I'm just really moved, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I, I, we want more people to, to experience uh, communion with Christ, mm -hmm. you know. So, That's good. Yeah, amen. Lean, lean into that. Yeah, and you said, um, you, you kind of based your, you said something about, like, you believe in Christianity because of, I can't remember that word, but, like, there's a good reason for Christianity. It's, it's a reason faith. Yeah. Is there, maybe, like, how do you play that with, obviously, like, you probably didn't come to faith because you heard all the logical reasons for Christianity. No. So how do you play that with, I do believe in Christianity because it's there's a good reason for it. At the same time, I'm not going to probably explain someone into Christianity. Yeah. Well, part about this is in my understanding that God is the one who calls people to himself, mm -hmm. right? And that no one can believe unless God allows him to believe. Yeah. You know? um, but I do think one of the things that God has given us is reason. Mm -hmm. Right, and if we play out reason, right, if we're honest with that's why the, the same where I kind of got to the end, this idea of admit, be honest. Mm -hmm. I've been doing some counseling of late and um, just having conversations with people, and I'm having a hard time allowing them to be really honest. Mm -hmm. You know, like I think that sometimes people just tell me what they think I want to hear, mm -hmm. and like that does, that's not going to get us anybody anywhere. Mm -hmm. right? You have to be honest with what's really going on in, in your life and in your heart, mm -hmm. and I think a lot of people just aren't honest. Right, they'll give a reason for why they don't believe, but the real reason is is that you just love sin, mm -hmm. and you hate God. Mm -hmm. Well, you can't use that language. I really hate God. Well, that's the way the Bible speaks. Mm -hmm. When you love sin over God, really, what you're saying is that you love God, you lo love sin, and you hate God, mm -hmm. right? Because you don't want to follow Him. You don't think He's right. You don't think He's good. You don't think He's righteous. You don't think He's wise. You don't think His words are true. You don't think they're help for you to help you. Like, let's just be honest about that, you know. And I think for me, when I realize, wait, what the Bible actually teaches makes the most logical sense. Mm -hmm. um, but then I, I'm, I mean, I was convinced. I mean, I was convinced because I knew, and maybe I was honest early in my own heart, I knew I was a sinner, mm -hmm. and I knew that I desperately needed a Savior. Mm -hmm. Because with all the sin that was in my heart, and the jealousy, and the, the lust was in my heart, I knew that I needed, uh, I needed a Savior, right? Mm -hmm. And Jesus was offering himself to me, yeah. right? So I think my honesty of my own depravity mm -hmm was what brought me to Christ, mm -hmm. you know, but that's also reasoned, 
Yeah. I looked at with logic and looked at my own heart and realized, oh, wow, I am a wretch. Mm-hmm. I, I don't deserve God. Mm-hmm. I don't deserve grace. And yet God offered it to me. Mm-hmm. That both affected my, my mind, my reason, but of course affected my emotions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. God's kindness leads us to repentance. That's good. Your third point, God reveals himself through witnesses and the Spirit. Witnesses and, and, uh, witnesses oh, witness and sights. Yeah. I'm sorry. I, yeah, to, I, I can't trying, read my own hand right I was trying to draw out this idea <laughs> that there's false witnesses here, but there's mm-hmm. also witnesses in the in the uh, Sanhedrin who were looking at Stephen's face. Mm-hmm. So they saw, right? You know, They saw his face, and his face was like that of an angel. And, of course, I'm trying to connect this to they're refuting him saying you're not like Moses, mm-hmm. right? You're speaking against Moses when God is actually saying that she's actually like Moses, mm-hmm. which I thought was fascinating to yeah. me, you know, like in terms of that, 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 that play there, right? you know, because he, the, the face lighting up, they would have known that, right? That, you know, As how, they're debating the scriptures. How could they not see this? Right? Yeah. Like he's doing these wonders. He's speaking with wisdom. He's got a face like an angel, it's right? Like it's shining. <laughs> like, like they're looking at him and you would think, oh, we should kill him. Right, I mean, like, <laughs> it's like how like how much suppressing of the mm-hmm. truth could you actually see here? You know, yeah. I just I just found that was absolutely fascinating. And of course, a friend referenced when we were studying this together, and they referenced that Second Corinthians four Ooh. passage, which is such a great passage. So I, I didn't even go into all the depth. Most of all the ending applications yeah. I kind of ended with were from that passage. Yeah. Um, but it was just you know, oh, man, there's just one day. Right, we will approach the Lord with unveiled face. Mm-hmm. Right, and really, you could preach, you know, Second Corinthians three and four together. Right, that's just the, I think it's one continuous thought. Ah, mm-hmm. oh, man, like this is what's happening here. Mm-hmm. Right, Stephen, you know, speaks to the Lord. Right, because mm-hmm. at the end of, of Acts seven, what does it happen? It's like he he sees heaven's glory opening up, and he's like seeing the Lord. Mm-hmm. Right, he sees the Lord high and lifted up. Yeah. Right, ah. Oh. That's that's going to be the calling for all of us. Mm-hmm. All of us, one day, we'll get to see the Lord face to face. Right? Yeah, um, it's amazing. That's good. I think um, maybe kind of close with just, I guess, like what is our appeal? Maybe our apple. You kind of drew out some applications here. Uh, it said, "Seek the Lord. Uh, don't lose heart. Admit the truth. Proclaim Jesus Christ." Is there? I guess maybe some. Applications from the whole entire lesson of Stephen, because it does seem like a, an evangelistic text, right? There is an appeal, there's God revealing himself. Is there maybe any other applications that you would leave us with? Uh, no, not, not for this. I mean, obviously, you, you're, you're going to kind of see the connection here in what God is doing in Acts. Mm-hmm. I do think that we don't want to miss maybe getting too close and saying, okay, what is God doing specifically in Stephen? I think you take a take a step back and say, what is God doing in the advancement of the church? Right, mm-hmm. He's moving. He's using the rejection of Stephen, mm-hmm. right, and the Jews rejecting the Messiah to make the gospel spread, mm-hmm. right. And you can make a clear reference to Romans nine through eleven here. There is a partial hardening of Israel so that the Gentiles would be brought in, mm-hmm. and that's where you see things going. Right, mm-hmm. that's where you see the ministry of Jesus. Right, you know, Jesus is Jesus, almost like the ministry of Jesus, all the way right to hear is kind of like God going to the Jews first, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. We know that he brings Gentiles in, right? There's Gentiles who come to faith right. throughout his ministry, even the culmination of the end at his crucifixion. Right. The Gentile centurion is the one who gives the confession. 
this surely was the Son of God. Mm -hmm. Well, Mark is making the statement here, God came for all people, not just for the Jews. Right. But I think there's a rejection here. So in terms of the, the application of just church history mm -hmm. and God's plan of redemption, I wouldn't want to miss that. Yeah, I guess from you know, hearing the sermon, I guess I was kind of thinking about it maybe a couple weeks ago when you're appealing to everyone, like Thanksgiving's coming. Be bold. You know, share, the, share the gospel at the table. Ask people how they're doing. When now, when now Christmas is coming, right? We're gonna have these holiday visits and meals, and I think right, there's a temptation. You, at your point was don't lose heart, right? Getting that from Second Corinthians, we don't lose heart. Yeah. Like if conversation doesn't go well on Thanksgiving, don't lose heart, right? <laughs> you know, you see Stephen here getting rejected, and he didn't do anything wrong. You know, it's he continues to appeal. So I guess be gracious, continue to pray, and you know, still still be bold, even if. You're not getting the responses that you want. Yeah, gracious boldness should define us. We should mm -hmm. be bold, full of grace, right? We don't want to be angry, bold, right? We want to be gracious, bold. Mm -hmm. um, and just, just trust that God will work in his time. Mm -hmm. I think the, the most reasons why we're not bold, um, if we're going to be honest, it's because we don't believe that God ha will save. Mm -hmm. We don't think that God's going to save my brother who's been always obstinate mm -hmm. or my mom who's always been, you know... Um, cool lukewarm when it comes to the faith mm -hmm. like we just don't think that god will do this and we're afraid to speak up because we're worried about our own reputation yeah do we really believe in jesus do mm -hmm. we really believe in the power of god do we really believe that he rose from the dead that he right. conquered the grave well if we really 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 believe that we'll just share it some will believe some will reject and one day we will go uh, uh to god in glory we have some encouragement here for stephen because he's getting rejected 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 he's gonna be killed being rejected and yet he prays a prayer and someone gets saved. And a missionary movement happens. Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dave, would you pray us out? Uh, Father, we thank you for your grace. We pray that as you reveal yourself to us through uh, conversations, through your word, uh, in our own time of prayer with you, we pray that we would just be sensitive in your spirit, uh, with your spirit, to walk in obedience. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.